Bobby, did you know that it's Live Nation's concert week? And from now through May 14th, you can get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows? I did know because Live Nation sent us a list of all of the concerts. And I'm obsessed because I'm definitely going to see some of these people. Well, you can get up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, including Alanis Morissette, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson. Who else am I seeing? Lainey Wilson. Peso Pluma and Sarah McLaughlin, like back to back. That's fun. Megan Trainer, then Peso Pluma, then Sarah McLaughlin and have us the summer of my life. So grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. You will Jayla. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. We're officially eight years old. If you didn't listen to Who Remembers, we're eight years we old. We turned eight on the 18th. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. But we've already had this conversation. Bigger news. We are going to London and Dublin in March. To celebrate our eighth birthday. To celebrate our eighth we're birthday. <laughs> heading across the pond. Across, that was bad. Across, I'm not sure what across the pond. That was. Tickets go on sale on Thursday for our dates in London, March 1st and March 2nd, maybe, if the first one sells out, at the Boulevard in London. The tickets go on sale on Thursday. And on March 4th, we'll be in Dublin at the Sugar Club. Where should people go to get these tickets, Bobby? Whoweekly.us and click tour. I think you click live, actually. And when should they be able to get them? Thursday. I said that. On Thursday. In bare less than two months. In less than two months, we'll be in London and Dublin. You better snatch up those tickets. Mm-hmm. They're going to be. They're going to go quickly. Knock on quicker wood. than I hope they hot go quickly. cross buns, and we can hopefully <laughs> get multiple shows in London. Oh my god! And I can't wait. A show in Dublin. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be fun. Buy tickets on Thursday. You'll have a great time. Join Mary-Kate and Ashley in London as they discover the history, the romance, and the fun. Winning London. Available now. Soundtrack available on Dual Star Records, Trauma Records. Hi, I'm Niall Horan, and today I'm going to teach you how to be Irish. Hi, I'm Niall Horan, and I'm taking on Cosmo's Irish Quiz. Let's see how I do. Hey, Vanity Fair, this is Irish slang, and I'm Niall Horan. Hi, I'm Niall Horan, and this is Snack Wars, UK versus Ireland for Lad Bible. We're doing Ireland today, because guess what? Spoiler alert, I'm Irish. Actual breaking news, though. Uh, 21 Met Gala, one of the greatest Twitter accounts that just, like, posts <laughs> Getty images. <laughs> I well, can't tell if they have an account, because when they post them, they don't have the uh, watermark. But I also... I just don't understand how this account is paying for these Getty images, but the point I don't is they think do. They're paying, yeah. Maybe they have a. Maybe they they're must a have secret, one of those subscriptions. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Maybe they're like a secret media person with a subscription somehow through a, yeah. a corporation, and then they're Be- kind of like siphoning them on the side. And I think they are in some way affiliated with Popcrave because Popcrave always retweets them and adds like a quote to it. I think it's sort of some sort of way to get around the legalities of posting these photos. Anyway, Dylan O'Brien attends the Acura House of Energy at the <laughs> at the 2024 <laughs> Sundance Film Festival. The I what? love I love brand activations the at what? <laughs> um, 
any sort of event, and this event is the Sundance Film Festival. Dylan O'Brien did attend the Acura House of Energy at the 2024 Sundance Film Festival. And the reason I put these other photos here is I was like, they only posted Dylan O'Brien's photo. And I said, of course, there's no way he was the most famous person there. And it, he was. <laughs> he was. You doubted 21 Met Gala. I you doubted said, 21 Met Gala. They just know that everyone loves Dylan O'Brien. They just pulled him out. But as it turns out, he was indeed the most notable name. The other names included India Moore. Notable. Yep. I think that's why I put her at the top. I think she's the they most her notable to apart from. Very close to the Acura. Yes. Not everyone posed next to the Acura. It reminded me of the. Um, uh, the Cold Stone Creamery Step and Repeat, where not everyone agreed to. So some of these people are just posing in front of um, Acura skis? branded snowboards, snowboards and skis. <laughs> but India Moore did pose next to a how would you a copper copper color Acura that must be India. Can electric. we get you near the Acura? Can we get you go over to the Acura? <laughs> she matches the Acura. I think that's Acura. why she wanted to do it. It's very fall colors, winter colors, mm-hmm. tans, mm-hmm. oranges, off whites. Mm-hmm. There's India Moore next to River Gallo. And then Ella Anderson is there, too, also matching. Well, she's not next to the car, but she is wearing tans and browns. Jessica Parker Kennedy was there. I didn't know who she was, but I said, is it possible she was named after Sarah Jessica Parker? Because her name is Jessica Parker Kennedy. <laughs> she, If she is, in fact, named after Sarah Jessica Parker, <laughs> it, it didn't say it in any interview with her. Um, but she's okay. married to the iconic bisexual star of 911 Lone Star, Ronan Rubenstein. Okay. okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Brett Dyer was there, the actor who I recognize from Stuff. And then a group of guys. A group of guys from a bunch of YA shows. Gavin Leatherwood, your fave from Sabrina. David uh-huh. W. Thompson, who I recognize as one of the kids from Win Win. James Morosini from Sex Lives of College Girls, another one of your faves. And Devin Terrell, <laughs> who we talked about. Me. Who we talked about when he played uh, Barack Obama. Faves. <laughs> one, one of your faves. One of your faves. Don't you like Sex Lives of College Girls, or do you prefer? I watched the it. Summer, summer I turned. You told me it was good. It's okay. It's good. It's okay. It's fine. It's good. I think maybe I'm confusing it with the Summer I Turned Pretty, which I know you actually love. I did love Summer I Turned Pretty. That's are any of those people here? I don't see them no, posing not there. next to the Acura or the skis or the snowboards. They're not there. But Madison no. Davenport posed next to the skis. Interesting. You know Madison Davenport? No. Acura will bring new energy to its commitment to lift up independent artists and underrepresented voices in film with the Acura House of Energy at Sundance Film Festival. (laughs) Celebrates its 40th edition and the Acura brand returns to Park City for its 14th year. A 14-year sponsor is no joke. They're driving those Acuras to Sundance every single year. I know. Robert Redford needs Acura's money. Although (laughs) this is in... No, this is actually in Park City. Fine. He's like, we lost the Correct. big account. It's funny that Acura is one of the big accounts at Sundance, although I guess nothing about that is actually that funny. Oh, it's a bench made out of skis. It's not just skis. It's a bench made out of skis. Mm-hmm. Damn, mm-hmm. damn. Clearly, damn. you've never been to a ski, a ski town. <laughs> they no. love to do that. They love to <laughs> Wait, make a really? bench out of skis. Yeah, oh, no, real? that's a popular thing. Okay, oh, if there's nothing oh, okay. else happening at Sundance, you have this here that L. King did a drunken performance well, at the Grand Old Opry. <laughs> I almost feel like this... We were, we we don't really have enough information here. There might be another shoe to drop here that I don't think we want to engage no, with. No, the reason the reason I put this in don't here, you think? are you scrolling? Are you seeing this? According I went on to us social media to... footage from the events, King slurred her words and shouted fuck multiple times during her Pay set. Pay attention. See, like, do what? you see how I had to I didn't read this in an article, Lindsay. I watched this in a video on Us Weekly's homepage and I had to screenshot each individual, not even full sentence, Why'd phrase. You do this? 
Why? Because there was no other way to get every single detail from L. King's drunken performance at the Grand Ole Opry on January 19th, which is fueling outrage from country music fans. I'm I sorry, there probably was an article. article that goes, okay, you, you did this, you worked way harder than I imagine you should have had to, but I am glad that you kind of... Well, I would also like Timmy to put these in the carousel tomorrow because <laughs> it's very, very funny. What do you expect from Rob Schneider's daughter? Like, I'm just saying. What I thought was interesting was that I was like, well, how do we know for certain that Elking was drunk at the Grand Ole Opry? That's a, that's a pretty strong accusation. What if she was just tired? What if it was any number of other things? But no, she actually screamed... I'm drunk. I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm fucking, hi, my name is El King and I'm fucking hammered. <laughs> yes. You know, the thing about this too is I think people are up in arms because it's the Grand Old Opry as if that is like something we must protect, you know, mm. as if it is not just like As if like people in building. Nashville don't drink. As if people in Nashville aren't drinking. Right. When... right. Like how many times has like, uh, name him, Brett McBrett. What's his, uh, I can't even how name How many times has now. Miranda Lambert drunkenly thrown something at a woman trying to eat oh. her salad? No, she threw the salad at someone. That's what it was. She threw the salad. No, but at her concert, well, this was in Vegas, not in not at the Grand Old Opry, but when she was telling that woman to stop taking the selfies, remember, she was screaming mm -hmm. at her. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, oh, like, we're so mad that L. King was drunk at the Grand, Grand Old Opry. Like, look around, you know? <laughs> you think you think any one of the names on, on Broadway who's opened a bar hasn't been drunk at the Grand Old Opry? I mean, na that's right. Nashville is the center, its home base of country stars opening bars, multi-story bars with their names on them yeah, saying, Yeah, you think Come, one of the Florida Georgia here. guys hasn't gotten drunk at the Opry? I don't. King has not publicly addressed the social media outrage. Us Weekly has reached out for comment. They have not received one as of recording time. Okay, okay. who? I have a bone to pick, or I just have a question to ask. Who, who Timmy. proudly declared... Timmy, Timmy declared <laughs> who, this. Who proudly declared that 2003's Q4 Tate McRae is now 2024's Q1 Renee Rapp? Who, or other way around? <laughs> Lindsay, there are three people who work on this podcast. Of the three, who do you think wrote 2023 Q4 Tate McRae is now 2024 Q1 Renee Rapp? I want to say that more clearly. The 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 Renee the Tate McRae of 2024 Q1 is Renee Rapp. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's what I, that's what I don't Timmy think. Meant. I think it's very bold to claim that we've fully um moved on from Tate McRae. Like we've left her in 2023. <laughs> Already? We did one episode on her and now she's left in Q4. I just, I just think the um the, left the speed with which Tate McRae has now been um, replaced by Q1 2024. Only according to Timmy. Funny. Only according, according to, Timmy. to Timmy. I think he has sort of a point, kind of, in terms of like s instant ubiquity, well, instant social media virality. Well, I think the point is that Mean Girls is out. So, so yes. the conversation and the media and the whatever, however well that movie does, TBD. But in terms of the buildup to it, I've never seen a movie. This movie is getting more push than, than most, you know? Yeah, I couldn't, I didn't realize. A lot of money behind this movie. What I found kind of interesting, and I'm sure it's been discussed elsewhere, but I didn't well, realize. I don't recognize elsewhere. When I saw, when I saw Renee Rapp was going to appear on Saturday Night Live, this past weekend. Mm, that's true. I that's didn't true. realize that she was the singing. She was the musical guest. She should have been the host. was the host. She should have done both. So I think it's interesting that Renee Rapp, whose whole thing since she sort of burst on the scene was, I'm an actress who you know from sex, Secret Lives Secret Lives of College Girls, Sex Lives of College Girls. 
You just were talking about I, it, accusing me of watching it. I am actually a singer, and here she's leaning into the singing by taking well, the musical this, guest spot on SNL. Well, this is what we've talked about her. She famously got out of that show and it was kind of controversial and people were mm-hmm. like how dare she this was a, a successful and popular show she's not happy what does she want and this was a whole thing with like the first time she came up which was like uh she kind of chose her own happiness and she kind of said well I actually would actually really want a pop music career I'm an mm-hmm. I'm an actor but I really love to to sing and like mm-hmm. this is the thing with people who come from musicals like she won the Jimmy Award she was a high school musical phenom right uh, mm-hmm. and that they I think they always straddle the line and have to kind of unfortunately decide and not really decide but at least make a move in a direction and Mean Girls is a perfect move because you're doing singing and acting right mm-hmm. but I would say people are more talking about her singing because she dropped an album before the Mean Girls thing. I think so too, and I think that's kind of what she wants. Obviously. No, I think that's what she. I think I think she wants to be a pop star who acts, not a mm-hmm. actor who sings. Which I mm-hmm. would argue is what you want because think about compare those two. What would you rather be? An actor who sings or a pop? Yeah, you want to be the pop star who acts because the pop star is more famous. <laughs> and also, I think pop star who acts you have more power in music and then you mm-hmm. surprise people by being good at acting mm-hmm. actor who sings you you're mm, people are kind of like stop singing which is actually what happened at the fucking seemingly you that joke no but that joke at the uh the joke that caused drama belt when they made bella ramsey read that mean joke about ariana debose oh right 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 right, right, right right and they were all and she was like mm, i'm mad at this which she's a great it. singer she's also a broadway person so mm-hmm. i think it is you kind of get lumped sometimes into actors who try and sing even though you can sing you're a good even, singer even more relevant ariana debose released a movie the same weekend as mean girls that what is not movie. about singing in space. It's just about being oh. in space. So oh, you're, you're obsessed with this movie. <laughs> I want to see, see this it. movie. I got to see yeah. it. It looks really good. It looks really good. Well, this Bobby explained the plot and I was like, that's a sick plot. And then I watched it and I the was trailer's like, great. you're telling me what's his face is in this? What's his face? John Gallagher Jr. No. Mindy Project guy that everyone was obsessed with for about the length of that show. Christmasina. Christmasina. Oh, you love Christmasina. I really don't. He remember Wasn't I interviewed him you and he was when nasty. He, interviewed you? <laughs> he was mean to you. Yeah, never <laughs> mind. I really don't love him at all. Right. He was okay, mean to you. <laughs> so <laughs> just kind of nasty. So Renee Rapp is He wasn't getting... mean, he was just kind of nasty. <laughs> he was like mean to me. I'm not gonna be like he came for me. He just was kind of like unpleasant. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was having a bad day. You never know. So we're getting a it's lot true. of Renee Rapp content because of mean girls. And I have to say in my opinion, from my, from watching Renee rap, I do like her music. I think it's okay. It doesn't really hit me as hard as it's hit other no. members. But it's hit a lot of people community. very, yes. very legitimately. But what I was going to say is, I think what's hit me is I watched the entire, what, 12-minute YouTube video about all of her best press moments that she's had. Mm-hmm. That And people are kind of saying, like, in the joking way, teasing way, this girly is a PR nightmare. But I think what is incredible, she's actually a PR dream because she is carving. Yeah, I think she's, so, too. She's creating a personality that is so appealing and so real. I mean, I don't know how real it is. You can never know with these actors. But she is... A very distinct personality, and I would call her one of our, you know, one of our first bisexual hyper flirts that we mm-hmm. have in celebrity culture because she's really like 
talking about being bisexual a lot, which is one thing, but she's doing it in a way that is like, I have a crush on everyone. It's very mm-hmm. teen girl squad. Remember, that's a reference for millennials. I have a crush on every boy. But she's like, mm-hmm. I, my type is everyone. She literally is doing videos where she's responding to people's texts, I guess. And she, she wrote in a text to this person, well, for me, I am bisexual princess, so everyone is my type. And I think that really defines her personality. Like, mm-hmm. we... I'm a flirt. Are you, I assume you saw the film in 2004 when it came out with Rachel McAdams. Uh, absolutely. George. Do you have Do you have any notes for her? Like any notes have, for her? Any, any notes for Rachel? Date me. The next one says, "I think I'm seriously in love with Renee Rapp. I need her so bad. Prove it. Prove it then. Renee Rapp is making me feel things I didn't know I could feel. What are those things? Tweet them." And so it's like one bisexual like girl myself. Um, if no one was aware, I never talk about it or bring it up. Um, so we're with this is breaking news. I can't believe it. Huge. Yeah. I'm excited for you to come out as bi. <laughs> yeah. And I think we've had this in men. Like we've had a lot of male stars that are like, I'm kind of ambiguous and I'm flirting with guys. It's giving Big Barry a little bit for me, mm-hmm. where you have that like he's kind of got that flirty energy with Jacob Elordi that everyone's really loving. And then so does Charles know Milton. he's straight. So does really? Charles you Milton. Think so? Well, I think Charles Milton is is being kind of a flirty, ambiguous guy sure. on this press tour. I think he's, sure. and I don't know that Charles Milton really discusses his sexuality all that much. And I right. think that that's always intriguing. It's very intriguing. But for her, which is different than these guys that I'm saying, these guys are more ambiguous and mm-hmm. you're kind of like, She's like, I'm bi. Yeah, it's leaving you to kind of like insinuate things about them, which Mm -hmm. is not amazing. But her, she's like, no, I'm literally bisexual and I literally love everyone. I literally would date anyone. And that's Mm -hmm. like, I'm I'm crushing. I'm having little crushes. It's a very like, she's kind of a crush maniac. Mm -hmm. We all have Mm -hmm. friends who are like that. You know, everyone Mm -hmm. is a crush. I love this tweet that it's working. You put in here. It's working oh, for yeah. me finally. Yeah, it's me too. It's working for me finally. With yes, her. because I was very, I was very question mark, question mark, question mark about Renee Rapp until <laughs> this past week. I'm like enjoying it, and I'm enjoying it, and inevitably you stop enjoying it. But for now, I'm enjoying it, and I'm happy that I'm enjoying it. I like, <laughs> I like. Okay, what? I, will <laughs> I see Mean again, Girls? Please. Will I see Mean Girls the movie? Hmm, I'll see it when it's on streaming. I have no. I went with with the Renee rap of it all I went from saying that I absolutely have no interest in seeing this movie to being like I'm not going to see this movie in theaters but I absolutely will jump yeah. to see this movie when yeah. it's on VOD yeah 100% Meanwhile, I have to see ISS before it leaves theaters fuck you JJ Schules on Twitter uh, tweeted a image from a Wikipedia section that is from the personal life section. The personal life section is only one sentence. It's just about their sexuality, their non-heterosexual sexuality. Personal life. She is bisexual. The Noah's letter retweeted it and said, love that I knew without further research that this was Renee Rapp. Well, I'd like to correct that. That is actually not the only thing in her personal life anymore. So if you go to her Wikipedia now, it is personal life. Rap is bisexual. She has been diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactivity, hyperactivity disorder. disorder. Great. She's bisexual and has ADHD. Perfect description of a person. It really is like they said, her being bisexual is not Gen Z enough. Let's give her ADHD. Let's make sure that she has ADHD as well. Not that people should be defined by their sexuality or their um, neurodivergence. But if I see the description, X is bisexual and has been diagnosed with ADHD, I'd say, I have a firm grasp on what this person will be like when I encounter them. And I'm I'm here for it and ready for it. 
Well, also, I just want to say, too, when you click on her ADHD diagnosis by Wikipedia, it goes mm-hmm. to an article, officialcharts.com, in which they ask, they say, you've been refreshingly op- refreshingly open about your ADHD diagnosis. How does it affect your creative process? And this queen says, I mean, she literally is a soundbite demon. She says, I didn't know I had ADHD as a kid. I just thought I was really dramatic. <laughs> I am, but that's a separate thing. <laughs> <laughs> Future Lindsay here, checking back in before I put this thing on schedule. And I'm seeing that Renee Rapp's Wikipedia has been updated again. Her personal section now reads, Rapp is a lesbian. She has been diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. That means in between time of research and after our recording, uh, Renee Rapp's Wikipedia has been updated from her being called bisexual to her being called lesbian. And now it links to an article that is on pride.com with the headline, did Renee Rapp just come out as a lesbian? So, you know, depending on how much faith you put in Wikipedia for these things and their citations, I just wanted to update you that the Wikipedia has been updated again. So I like this actual, I actually like this, um, I think it speaks to maybe, 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 maybe I'm, I'm stretching. I think it speaks to a, a, a broader trend in just professional lives. This, yeah. this, this, this aspiration for multi-hyphenism, I guess, where I want to be an actor slash pop star. I want to be a pop star slash actor. I want to be a director, producer, blah, blah, blah. I have to be all these things because not one thing can fulfill me creatively, but also maybe fulfill me financially. She's not alone. Ariana DeBose is not alone. No. And even in the Mean Girls universe and the in the SNL universe, Meg the Stallion was there. And mm-hmm. I think that Meg being there, I know she has she has the song on the Mean Girls soundtrack. I get that. But Megan them also really Acting. wants to be an actor. I know. And But and I we do have... think that Megan, unlike some of these other girlies, has yet to not be Megan the Stallion in a movie. She mm-hmm. is if she really wants to be an actor, she like it's going to be difficult slash she needs to find things that are like not just her in the movie being herself. Yeah. She right? was in. I haven't seen it. Have you seen Dick's, Dick's the, the Musical? Musical? Yeah, she's playing herself. I mean, she's essentially she, playing. She's not playing herself, but she is playing herself. I mean, she's okay. it's it is a little stunt casting, which I'm not saying is bad because she's doing good jobs at them. But it I wouldn't put her in the same bucket as mm-hmm. other. Kind and of. also. Renee Rapp is sort of introducing herself as this multi-hyphenate, whereas Megan Thee Stallion firmly established herself in music before and like became a them at that before right. saying, I'm going to make this little pivot and see if it works. You know, I, I think I, the all, the, all the strategies here. The Stallion thing is interesting because she's older than Renee. So mm-hmm. like, so she grew up with the original Mean Girls and has kind of, a, done a little bit of like a Nicki Minaj centering of that theme, all it themes around with her kind of persona, right? Like I'm the Regina George, right? Like I'm the black Regina George. I, it reminds me of Nicki because Nicki really likes to pull right. out the pop culture of stuff and like be like, I'm the blank blank. And it's like, uh, what, I'm trying to think of what does Nicki use specifically, but she's always and also like. also Nicki yeah. really loves acting. But Nicki. Yeah, oh, true. The, but Nicki can't way, act. The way Nicki discusses well, the way Nikki discusses acting, that was just a clip that was going viral of her recently. Like, she discussing acting as, like, I'm an actor not only because I want to be an actor, like a performer. I, like, my entire shtick, my entire personality is a performance, and I'm always acting. I'm always doing this. Like, she has a, right. she has a more nuanced take on 
what it means to be an actor slash musician slash rapper. And also, I just want to correct you, Lindsay. <laughs> Megan the Stallion is not our age. <laughs> Wait, how old is she? Fuck. How, did you think Megan the Stallion was redacted years old? Because she's 28. <laughs> oh, she, okay. Well, she's still a millennial, right? When, when, when Mean Girls she's still came a millennial. out. When Mean Girls came out. She was how old? She was She was eight. <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, when Mean okay. Girls came out, I saw it we opening were, night with my we friends and went and smoked hookah afterwards. So, like, I don't think Megan okay, well, was with me at Galaxy okay, I'm Cafe. Sorry. On, like, I miscategorized her. But Renee's younger, right? How old is Renee Rapp? She's 24. Sorry. She's 24. She's 24. She just turned 24. Okay. But I I guess my my point, which I'm not going to have to readjust, is that <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion is closer, to, closer yes. to somebody who saw Mean Girls when it came out originally and kind of mm-hmm. wrapped their personality and Renee right. Rapp is part of that next generation that saw it later. There you go. There you go. In the in the in the reverberations of it all. And meanwhile, here they are at SNL with the OG Rachel McAdams who only shows up to support the girlies and not to do the Walmart ad, which I absolutely love about her. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she looks not a day over 10. Like it's insane. And she's what yeah. double their age at this point. Well, she's currently getting Oscar buzz for playing someone's mother. So like y- you well, you really do She's 45. So, she, you she's know. Four, she's a young woman. She's a young woman. She is a young woman. She's a young woman. Okay. okay. So no one in this picture is our age. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good to know. Um, my other thing about this is I think this also says the Renee, the Renee Rappesance or whatever. It's not a sans because she it's wasn't. It's not a sans. She's not coming back. But the, the Renee, Renee Rapp It's a Renee rap It's Renee. Is, she's just been birthed. <laughs> I mean, I think we've mentioned this before, but... This really speaks to the power of SNL again. SNL is like mm-hmm. so back, right? Like in terms of like people are excited that. to be on it and people are talking about who's on it. Like and the the lineups are important and the performances are important. To, I'm like kind of gagged about it because it feels like I turned around and all of a sudden people used to be like, no one's watching SNL. No one cares about SNL. And I'm like, SNL has great ratings. People are talking about it. The The clips are going viral. The clips again, go viral. As, That's what as I As much notice. as clips can go viral still. Right. Because I'm not like Mr. Nielsen over here, but I do see the the chatter about the clips. Mr. Nielsen? (laughs) The chatter about the clips has not subsided. And I don't know. Wait, there are pictures of the after party. Mm -hmm, There, you know, there mm -hmm. there are just there's energy around SNL, which I'm like, that's so. Good for them. That's great. More importantly. (laughs) What Mean Girls has a. Mean Mean Girls Girls has has a brunch. brunch. (laughs) (laughs) There is a Mean Girls brunch. Will I be trying it? Absolutely not. It's pink. But this I just think that absolutely that, disgusting. I cannot is, think of something more repulsive than a pink grunch made by Coffee Mate that comes out pink and it rips is, pink over your fucking Java. It's just the confluence of every trend right now that I find so perfect. It's it's mean. It's nostalgia. It's pink for the Barbie. And pink was like pink is like a popular color online, like the pink stuff. Like pink is having a moment that's beyond Barbie. It's grunch. It's uh, it's brand synergy. It's just, it's so many things all at once that I'm just like, of course, this is probably going to be a hit, you know? Wait, can I read this? This is the... Please. No, it's it's a hilarious description. Okay, so this is from PR Newswire. I found the, the press release, PR Newswire. Partnership mm-hmm. between America's number one coffee creamer and Paramount Consumer Products celebrates 20th anniversary of iconic comedy. Imagine me describing <laughs> that to you and you being like, what? You'd be like, wait, so that means that Coffee Mate released a pink creamer? I'd be like, exactly. You got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Get in, losers. We're drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> 
You say that all the time. Uh, It's October 3rd, and we're making Fetch happen with the launch of our limited edition coffee mate, Mean Girls Pink Frosting Flavored Creamer, inspired by Paramount Pictures' hit comedy. It's the first ever pink-colored creamer. (laughs) Gruel. (laughs) Gruel? Is that say gruel? Gruel. 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 And it's... Gruel, and it's here just in time for the 20th anniversary of the pop culture phenomenon. On Wednesdays, and all days at NY, coffee coffee lovers can now drink pink thanks to our creamer that channels a sweet flavor of cake filled with rainbows and smiles. <laughs> the it's sweet our flavor fault. of cake. <laughs> it's not our fault mm, the sweet love flavor with of cake with the pink hue and rich frosting flavor or something. Wait, or something. We're not a regular creamer. We're a cool creamer. That's why Coffee Mate is thrilled to debut the category's first ever pink creamer with Paramount's iconic Mean Girls movie, said Leonardo Aispuro, Nestle Vice President of Brand Marketing for the Beverage Division and Business Unit. This partnership gives fan- our fans a chance to add a splash of pink to their... Co- Mixing pink and brown <laughs> coffee is foul, like color-wise. <laughs> the color wheel is gagging because they don't... That's not going to make a good color. Well... It's hard to overpower brown, you know. Like when you add pink to brown, guess what? It's still brown, you know. But they're at, they're they're making it like it's gonna float on top perfectly, and you're just gonna be able to see the pink. No, it's gonna dissolve and make it like disgusting. You know what I'm gonna do right now? Buy it. I no. I not? bet no. I don't. Because I don't no, want no, it. No. No. Don't. No, no. I'm gonna see if someone on TikTok has. There we go. Here we go. I got a TikTok from JC Kathleen on TikTok who says, trying the new Mean Girls pink frosting creamer. Let's wow. hear what Thank she God says. For okay? TikTok. Let's hear what she says. Just picked up the Mean Girls creamer, the pink packaging. I love it. The flavor is pink frosting. So I want to do a little taste test and then froth it up and make some pink frosting cold foam. Let's pour a little bit and do a little taste test and then we'll do the rest for the cold foam. Oh my gosh, the pink color. Can't really smell it. <laughs> oh my god, it looks so gross. Okay, pink is a pink is a generous description of what this color is. <laughs> I'll say that it is a pale. It's a desaturated pink. It honestly looks more tan than pink. I would call that like a peach, closer to a peach. peach. Yeah, I think peach. It has more shades of. There's more uh, yellow in it. Oh, she's than drinking red. it straight. Well, she wants to taste it first. So let's hear the rest. Oh my gosh, this literally is liquid frosting. It is so sweet. I just want to drink a whole cup of this. Oh my gosh, let's make the cold foam. I, she loves it, girl. The girlie loves it. I, okay, so she's foaming at first, which is very TikTok aesthetic. Foaming at the she's mouth. She's foaming it in her glass. Then she's adding her coffee, adding it to her coffee. The coffee still looks brown. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, pink plus brown equals brown. No, right. Like this picture makes it look like it floats on top so gracefully. Mm-hmm. And then as it turns out, it just is creamer. So it mixes in and makes your coffee look disgusting and actually yes. taste disgusting. Probably. <laughs> okay. So the grunch is now pink. The grunch has, uh, I'm glad that grunch stays promoting. Grunch is only when it's a promotional crossover. Everyone likes yes. to say that grunch well, is just any kind of coffee creamer. That's not true. Grunch is when there is a promotional crossover like Friends yes. or like Grinch or like Grinch. Exactly. This is, and I this like, is actually called munch, you know? I like I like seeing <laughs> I like seeing coffee mean made grunge. get out of the game. We're usually talking about international delight when we talk about grunch. This That's is coffee true. made. This is coffee, coffee made. Uh, I have brand loyalty to coffee made, not that I buy it, but my mom has bought it, you know, a big tub of it, a big the big huge bottle. 
When I go home, I put coffee mate in my coffee. And every time I wow. put it in my coffee, I'm like, it's plain. It's the normal coffee. It's the normal coffee mate flavor. Every time I use it, I'm like, this is delicious. It has no sugar. I look at the ingredients. I'm like, I don't even understand what this is. The description. It's chemical. Yeah. It's chemical, but it's so good. It has mm -hmm. like no calories. It has nothing. I have has no artificial sweeteners. I don't understand what coffee mate is, but I love it. The thing yeah. is, I don't want it to have sweetness i don't because mm -hmm. i want the taste of coffee you know i don't i don't mm. i don't i don't need the sweet well you're not the normal coffee pink coffee mate mean girls tie-in drinker mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. these people don't want to taste their coffee they want to taste mean girls which if, is you know they want to taste fetch i hope renee rap never is on mic when she uh, when the mean girls Coffee Mate Creamer comes up because you know that she will be unfiltered and talk about how disgusting it is. So unfiltered. Coffee Mate, nice, uh, nice, keep Renee nice away pun. from the grunch. Unfiltered. I got that. Yeah, thank you. you. It was unintentional. It was you unintentional. Did. Coffee Mate is hoping to make fetch happen with its new pink frosting flavored creamer inspired by the movie Mean Girls, of course. The company's first ever pink creamer will also be available in stores nationwide as of January of 2024, marking the film's 20th anniversary man that hurts 20 years ago really yeah <laughs> and if mean girls is a part uh, a production of cbs's parent company paramount global it's 20 years old mean girls that's a mean stat oh. makes us realize we have aged oh i want to be famous i was in florida this past weekend and guess what was the talk of the town your mom's aura frame the aura frame the aura frame kept it was scrolling through every photo i was like oh oh there's that oh there's that oh there. i'm like where'd they get that photo there's always a photo where i'm like where'd they get that photo how'd they get that photo i don't know where my mom gets the gifts that she sends me like when she <laughs> sends me a text gift i'm like where did you find that and sometimes i look at her aura frame and i'm like where did you download this no i'm like where did you get this photo from whose instagram did you steal this photo off of you know they love to steal from and they love to just screenshot and not yeah. crops it'll just oh. be like a cropped iPhone it'll just be photo a full that's Instagram. on the Aura frame. They exactly, with comments and everything. It'll just be on. <laughs> it'll be zoomed in sometimes, so it's extra blurry. But you know what? That's how easy it is to get the photos on the Aura frame because my parents can figure out how to do it. Do they do yes. it well? No, but do they do it? Yes. And the other thing that's great about Aura frames, when you give them to your mom, your mother, a mother in your life, a mother mm -hmm. figure, it's a great Mother's Day gift, whoever the mother in your life is. You can connect it to your oh, yeah. Aura app. And, and you, you can, can just photos. send them photos. You right. can, if they approve it, you can just put photos and kind of troll them and have fun and put random photos. I do it to Lindsay sometimes. Yeah, he does. Um, you can do it to your mom. My mom gave me access because she likes putting. You gotta be careful. Photos. You gotta be a little careful with that, but you, you, should, you could do it. But you should do it. You gotta be a little bit careful. But you Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, and they come with unlimited storage because it's all in the cloud. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful, it's not another sweater. She'll love that an Aura frame means she gets to see more of you. So right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go France. to Quebec. <laughs> but really, 
I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak, you listen, you think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. I want to be famous. I want to talk about Natalie Nunn and Gypsy Rose's non-feud. <laughs> can you, can you, first of all, let's, let's define them separately. Okay. Natalie Nunn, last time we talked about her was a while ago. It was when She's everyone was kind making of a legend, fun of her. Though. She's yeah. a Bad Girls Club legend who is now yeah. basically the CEO of Baddies worldwide. You know, like she is the EP of Baddies. She she parlayed her success on Bad Girls Club to a sort of um, spiritual successor of Bad Girls Club on Zeus Network. And Baddies now has like 7,000 spinoffs. And she... the rat last time we talked about Natalie Nunn was like, Kanye did a video and she was like in it and people were like oh god because like mm -hmm. people are like if Natalie Nunn's in the room like how like mm -hmm. what's going on here which mm -hmm. kind of says it all it's like she's immediately recognizable by a lot of people but they are kind of being a little bit rude because they're like if Natalie Nunn's in the room you've fallen far there's a lot of a and there's an interesting dynamic there I think mm -hmm. and over the summer Nikki had a verse on Whose song? Like like Lil Uzi Vert, I think. Was it Lil Uzi Vert who had the song that Nikki guessed it on? And she had the line about Natalie Nunn couldn't chin check me, you know? Mm. And then oh, they had right. it in a little feud, right? So I think that's the last time we talked about her in depth. But she was, well, she and Gypsy Rose Anderson, who recently got out of prison after um, killing her mother, <laughs> uh, thanks to... Munchausen by proxy. You know, I'm just want to yes. give all the details. You know the no, story we, of Gypsy Rose. I mean, we literally talked about Gypsy Rose last we time we talked, this. which so, was over a week ago. But we, you know, the name on everybody's lips is going to be Gypsy. I'm Gypsy telling Rose. you, she's going to be in Chicago by year end. <laughs> um, I can't wait. I hope you're right. I really too. I really. And if do I don't get a right. ticket, I'm suing, and I don't know who <laughs> so, I'm suing, but I'll win. Okay. So Natalie Nunn and Gypsy Rose Anderson were allegedly having a <laughs> DM feud. Recently, there were all of these. There were all of these. I want to use her full name. I want to use. It's Blanchard. Who's Anderson? Oh, that's her. She married, married that guy. She married that guy Anderson, her name the one who Gypsy Rose she's, Blanchard. Whose dick Anderson. she's obsessed with. She was like, I love your D. Your, yeah, your D you don't is so need good. To repeat that. Okay, you don't need to repeat that. There were screenshots that appeared. They were Facebook DMs. Some pure genius said, "I'm going to write a play, and the play is going to star <laughs> Gypsy Rose and." Natalie Nunn. Nunn, and they're going to have a conversation in the DMs where they fight. And I'm going to write this tone piece, and I'm going to post it and see how viral it goes. And do you want to be Gypsy, or do you want to be Natalie? We should read them. It's short. 
It's only I'll like eight gypsy, messages. Because I have okay. a good gypsy voice, I think. Oh, you do? Oh, I bet you do. Okay, I'm going to do Natalie. Hey, girl. We DM'd you on our Zeus page. If you could come back with an answer ASAP, that would be amazing. Hey, Natalie. I would n- I would not like to host the reunion. Thanks for the offer. <laughs> it's so, like, not written by. Thanks for the offer. Listen. This is four days later. But again, this is fake. <laughs> Listen. I don't appreciate you posting these screenshots on your page. I'm going to need you to take them down now. Thanks, but no thanks. This is my platform, and I decide what to do with it. Already said thank you to the offer. Just move on, please. Bitch, you better stop posting shit online before you see me in real life, ho. Natalie, I'm not with the shenanigans. You will be blocked. Either worry about your show or I'll hit the block button. Have a nice day. Okay, so after these... What is this conversation even? Like, what are the contents of it? So after this went viral... She was asking her to... She was asking Gypsy Rose to host the the bad girl a baddies reunion. Okay, that actually happened, but that came later. Again, this is why I was trying to confirm with you before we started recording. It's so... It's so truly random and out of the blue that I had a hard time processing it. I was like, okay, I understand that the conversation was fake because they both, which we'll get to in one second, they both clarified that they are fake and that they have no beef. But why did someone even create this fan fiction beyond Lindsay's uh, presumption that they just wanted to write a play? I think that's as good of an explanation as we can get. Like, there's no reason to create this this imagined It is just like putting together two funny people, I think. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Two people who are notoriously sort of surprising and funny online and -hmm. sort of like playful, whatever. So after these go viral and people are like, OMG, I can't believe Natalie Nunn and Gypsy Rose are feuding. They each individually had to post that it didn't happen. Natalie went on Instagram and said, attention social media. There's a video you have to play in a second. Attention social media. If it's not on my page, please stop believing all the fake gossip. I just got caught up on Instagram. Y'all are saying I've been talking to this gypsy girl. My last post is is the only message we have ever had, which was this morning. Anyway, y'all carry on with the gossip. I've got big meetings in LA today. That's my favorite, like, celebrity flex. It's like, I'm done with this. I have meetings. I have big meetings. What I want to do is this. I want to clear shit up. I have never in the day of my life messaged, um, what's her name? Gypsy Rose. Gypsy Rose. I have never messaged Gypsy Rose a day in my life until this morning. And I said, you killed your mama? That's crazy. Now you might need to be on the next season of Baddies and I ain't gonna hold you, but bitch. We got to get the lawyers together for that. Because, bitch, you is crazy. So Gypsy says, hey, Natalie. I'll start that over. So Gypsy goes, hey, Natalie, I saw a few TikToks that I want to bring to your attention. So this is my verified Instagram. And I believe you were talking to a fake Gypsy account. I have no idea what all was said between you and this Gypsy impersonator. But I apologize for anything that misrepresented me. Rule of thumb for everyone. If it isn't verified, don't trust it, girl. And then Natalie said, hey, girl, that was a fake page of mine as well. I never messaged, but hope all is well. Bless you. So I don't think that Natalie Nunn ever asked her to... (laughs) I also think she never messaged her at all, right? Yeah. Like, I, I think don't the think... whole thing is fake. However, 
Natalie Nunn did say that she would like her to be on baddies if she wanted to, but it doesn't seem like Gypsy wants to be on baddies. Well, it's just funny to be like, hey, girl, uh, you messaged a fake me. And then the other girl is like, oh, well, that was a fake me, too. So there were two fake me's talking. <laughs> two fake, yes. two, two, what's the, what's the two dumb bitches looking <laughs> at each exactly. other and saying, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Someone invented two dumb bitches whose names are Natalie Nunn and Gypsy Rose Anderson. Yes. And then they said exactly back and forth to each other. Natalie Nunn and Gypsy Rose are not feuding. In fact, they're being quite cordial to each other. In fact, Natalie Nunn didn't know this woman existed until... And I don't think <laughs> Gypsy Rose knew Natalie Nunn existed. I mean, no. I don't know, but I'm just let's just guess that no. these girls were in the I don't know her of each other. Yes. And now they know each other, and this is the last you'll hear from both of them uh, as uh, people who correspond with each other. Frankie Grande did a What I Can't Live Without uh, feature for the cut, and there's a lot of nice little insights here about Frankie Grande. Well, there's like tiny little things, like the mention that in a, a promotion for the Sleep Eye Mask Mzu Black, $22, he starts it off by saying, I live in Times Square. It's very bright. <laughs> amazing uh he's also selling a shirt that says shine bright like a frankie apparently mm -hmm. uh that's his motto it's from his and official store you can buy it uh in a in a blurb about the remedy place which is a hyperbaric oxygen chamber place in new york he wrote at the top i'm actually at remedy place right now in the hyperbaric oxygen chamber i think he might be the first if this is not a joke i think he might be the first person to do their what i can't live without interview from inside from a hyperbaric, a hyperbaric oxygen, oxygen chamber, yeah. chamber. which is so. funny because you could argue that he is receiving so much oxygen that he's like running on full power in this he's interview. on full power i think frankie grande always runs on full i think I he agree, has two modes 100 percent and off he had time to do some ariana grande half sister sponsorship by saying that he loves her <laughs> uh, her perfume it's her, her perfume fragrance. her vanilla perfume and I loved this because if you went to read the comments, which I always do, uh, the first comment was, a cutie pie. Don't know him, but I like him. Second comment was, I don't know him, but this was cute and accessible. Yes. Everything in there, we didn't put um, everything in this. I didn't screenshot everything from his things I can't live without. But a lot of it is like a $12 candle. You know, like a lot of it is very affordable stuff. And it's just like, I like this candle. It smells good. I can buy it easily. You know, like it's very yeah. accessible stuff. It's not like, you sure. know, when Gwyneth Paltrow does one of these. Well, she doesn't. Famously. Yeah, she doesn't. I'm trying to think of like someone who did a very expensive one recently. Was it like Vera Wang? It was someone, it was someone like very elegant and rich. But no, this is, this is accessible stuff. But it's also stuff from his own web store. Today, we're talking to people who took risks for love. Mike, my first guest, Broadway star, social media influencer, and my friend, Frankie Grande, who tried a three-person relationship known as a thruple in an attempt to find love and happiness. Before you judge, as I said, we're asking, you did what for love? And that relationship didn't turn out to be where he found his forever. In fact, Frankie recently made headlines when he said his experience dating this couple in 2018 actually prepared him for the love of his life, his husband, Hale Leon Grande, who got married in May. I want to talk about my favorite person of the week, whom I've known about. Well, I knew she we existed. kind of were just talking about this person, mm -hmm. you could say. Nara Aziza Smith. No, we were no, kind of just talking lucky, about her. Oh, Lucky Blue Smith lucky because Blue. his ex is now dating Joe Jonas. Stormy exactly. Bree. Yes. So what's kind of funny is we almost, I feel like the the Luckies, the Blues, the Smiths, mm -hmm. <laughs> the Luckies, the Blue Smiths, they're in the air because we just talked about 
his ex, Lucky Bree or Stormy mm-hmm. Bree, and mm-hmm. we had to bring him up. We said, oh, remember we talked about she has a kid with that guy, Lucky Blue Smith, who's that Mormon model, uh, that rich Mormon model. And now uh, out of the blue, well, not out of the blue, but his, I didn't know that his wife is a TikTok influencer who is also a model and she's been posting stuff nonstop. But I think what this really speaks to, and I put this in the doc, I don't know if you agree. I feel like when people, when these things go viral, they go viral uh, outside of TikTok in a way. They're, they're popular on TikTok. They have, they have audiences, right? And the commenters mm-hmm. are all very supportive. The commenters on these TikToks that she makes are like, girl, I dream of this. This is my fantasy. Mm-hmm. You're having such an amazing life. And then they get downloaded and they get posted on TikTok, on Twitter, and they go viral in a completely different context. Mm-hmm. People kind of making fun of it. And then it becomes a thing that gets picked up and it's like, can you believe this? The excess of wealth, this is so embarrassing. So it's mm-hmm. interesting because like TikTok within the context of where it's posted it's works really well. It's it works well. Yes. Yes. She has so yes. many fans. She says, someone says, Nara, I don't know how you made shopping in the mall cool again, but I'm literally about to walk into the Galleria because of you. This woman is shopping in a mall and people are saying, I too want to shop malls. in a mall. <laughs> They're saying malls are back. They're saying malls, malls are, are back. back. She went She went to the mall and said, I went to Williams-Sonoma. I went here. I went there. Went and, to Louis Vuitton, and people are saying, yes, queen, go to mm-hmm. the mall. Get yourself a Dutch oven. Get yourself a weekender bag from Louis Vuitton. We love you spending money. We are in these like warring platforms that have different assumptions when you mm-hmm. go into them, right? Like this, that's why I think people are like TikTok is really toxic. I mean, that's why people are like Twitter is really toxic because it is because anything you see, you're ready to rip apart. And that's just mm-hmm. the essence of Twitter. On TikTok, it's way more holistic. It's way more, I follow the people I like. It's I true. see stuff I like. I'm saying, yes, queen. I'm saying, I support you, mama. And that's why we're, they're able to get such good content over there mm-hmm. on TikTok. Like so this. When- this tweet, shout out to Carrie O'Donnell, who whose tweet retweeting this is what made me sort of fall into the Nara Aziza Smith rabbit hole and watch basically every single one of her TikToks. He retweeted a video of her going to the mall with her husband, Lucky Blue Smith. And the video is about how, you know, she's pregnant with, I believe, their third child. They have three children together. Well, they have two children together. She's pregnant with one. He has, like Lindsay said, another child named Gravity from his relationship with Stormy. But in this video, the concept is essentially, I'm so busy. I spend all of my days like cooking and taking care of my family. I just wanted to have a treat for myself and my husband wanted me to have a shopping spree so he said go to the mall and buy whatever you want and she buys a lot of stuff today my husband insisted that we go to the mall and i get whatever i've been wanting and just treat myself because i never like to spend money on myself the first stop was apple i needed a new computer i've been needing one for a while now because my kids broke mine right after i got it so I got another MacBook Pro and then also an iPad case for my iPad. We stopped at Oliver People to see Lucky's campaign and the kids were so confused. They had no clue what was going on. But nevertheless, we made it to Williams-Sonoma. Nevertheless, we made it to Williams-Sonoma. They are both models. Lucky has been modeling since he was a child. He is very, very wealthy and it's not from the modeling. And I think he's, and he's definitely a Mormon. It's like there's a Mormon a big lineage family. We've here. talked about that. Yeah. They've yeah. got big, they've got big weird names, this whole family. So I think he has a lot of money from his family and a lot of money from his modeling career. 
her kids are named Rumble Honey and Slim Easy. Just FYI. Slim <laughs> Easy Smith. There is something so ironic and delicious about their last name being Smith, as in like the most standard John Doe name, like Smith. And to fight the Smith, because, you know, she's married to Lucky Blue Smith. Her kids' her last mm-hmm. names are Smith. She has to say, well, we're naming our kids Slim Easy no. and Rumble Honey. And she's posted TikToks being like, here are names that I didn't use. These are some baby names that are on my list that I won't be using. For reference, our kids have pretty unique names. My daughter's name is Rumble Honey Smith, and my son's name is Slim Easy Smith. So these might be a little out there. But let's get started. For girl's name, I really love the name Odie, Pepper, Dawn. They're all really cute to me. I really like Cherry as a middle name. My husband doesn't really like that name. I also like Bubble as a second name. That might be controversial. And I love the name Pear as a first name. And then for boys, I love the name Frosty still, if you guys remember. Um, what else was there? Sunny, Silver, Zen. Those are a few, but we won't be using them for this baby. Gypsy Grunch Smith. You know, like, it's it's about to be very weird. <laughs> Gypsy Grunch Smith. So after watching this video in which she says, but nevertheless, we made it to Williams-Sonoma, which is... So, well, not stop making me laugh all week. I yeah. went through her TikToks She's at and the mall. they are... Where, that's what you do at the mall. You go to Williams-Sonoma. And you buy a garlic press. She buys a garlic press. She buys a, uh, a um, silicone brush. She is a big, on her TikTok, cooking is a big thing for her. But mm-hmm. it is funny because exactly. she's always, she's doing the aspirational cooking where she's always either cooking in unthinkable glam where she's like making <laughs> right, kind right. of this like pouty, insane meal with lip. like the beautiful, but she's, she's wearing like a beautiful top with no mm-hmm. apron while making like a messy thing. Or while making my birria thing, tacos. My favorite thing I sent you this morning, which was a tweet where somebody, someone geniusly retweeted and said, imagine you want a PBJ and then you have to wait four hours while your mom makes it because she made a whole TikTok by saying her one of her children wanted a peanut butter and jelly and she, she was making the bread. She was making no, bread. She made it. the bread. She had to make yeah. the bread. She had to let it rise. Then she made the jam. Then she, hold on to your butts, made the peanut butter. So mm-hmm. all in all, this took at the 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 tweet the tweet that you posted. Imagine saying you want a PB and J, and then you have to wait four hours while your mom makes it. Is not exaggerated. It takes at least four hours for her to make all of this stuff. And yet, at the end of the video, the kids so happy with their PB and J, walking around the house, eating a bunch of them. So uh, it's 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 funny to me because we've seen this sort of trad wife content on instagram and sort of like um the 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 weird subsect of tiktok where they are sort of fetishizing and glamorizing very traditional heterosexual relationships where like the woman stays home and wears her very demure modest outfits while she cooks for the whole family while the husband is out earning a living and this is a version of that but it's a little more palatable because she's also still a working mother well, and she's, she's not entirely reliant on him yes i also make my own money but she's doing this like sexy wife making yeah peanut it's butter a and twist on scratch it. cosplay and i think that is kind of a that's people that's kind of annoying to watch you know though as you said when you watch it on tiktok and you scroll through and it has that you know beautiful music that sort of like uh, soft instrumentals playing over everything it's not as jarring. It's not as weird. It's it's aspir- it's more aspirational than it is upsetting, I guess is what I'm saying. 
Everything about it is very, 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 sure. very, people very People like expensive. that on TikTok. People like watching other people's lives. You know, mm-hmm. not because... And it's like, you know, in a way that is not even aspirational, just entertaining. Again, mm-hmm. I think it really is the difference between these two platforms. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know... No, you're, like, to- you're you, totally right. Like, you like to watch Selling Sunset. I like the big houses, too. We like to watch the excess there, and we're kind of yeah. laughing. We're not, like, criticizing that. We're like, mm-hmm. it's entertainment. Like, it's mm-hmm. funny that they have this much garbage, you know? They've been together since 2019. They met over Instagram right after, I think, he broke up with... Like, not long Stormy after Bree. he broke up with Stormy Bree. They start dating. They get married very quickly. They start having kids. Pandemic hits. And I think the the being at home of it all really affected sort of what her personal brand became. Because like I said, she's still modeling. And I think I put the screenshot in here. They're still modeling together. Just a few weeks ago, they uh, posted a photo well, of their Oliver People's eyewear campaign where the whole family is in the billboard, you know? Well, could I argue that now they're influencers? So, they, yeah. so they're they're modeling, but there's more to that now. They mm-hmm. have this audience, or she does, and he, I mean, I assume he does too, on TikTok. And so it has this edge to it because now it's like, it's more about the personalities too. Like models are dime a dozen. Here's everything my husband eats in a day slash what I cook for him. I love cooking for the people I care about. It's not something that's expected of me. It's just something I love doing, as you guys probably know already. So let's start with breakfast. How much of this same? Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It was like 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under out. the bed. Your linens, sweeties. The lin- It's time. It's linen season, honey. Oh, oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses, I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, Ooh. everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh, and it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know? you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to you. I hate middlemen. I and hate Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. How much of this same? Okay, Beckham watch. Beckham watch. It's been over a week since we've checked in with the Beckhams. The most talked about people is that still the truth is are they still the most talked about do we feel do we feel the um do we feel the on the daily mail of the beckhams on the daily mail yeah 
Although yeah, the Royals, so. the Royals with their health stuff, like Fergie's health stuff, Prince uh, King Charles, excuse me, King Charles's health stuff, they have been sort of overtaking the Beckhams. But apart from that, I think the Beckhams are still like really dominating the Daily Mail, which is is not surprising. And I think the Beckham documentary was extremely impactful. I hate that word, but it was extremely impactful in terms of like making them even more famous somehow. Like the mm. Netflix effect really, I think, uh, worked. <laughs> Right, which is weird because it's more about, it was about David Beckham. They weren't even in it. So it's more about like the idea of his importance, therefore his legacy, meaning his children being more important. Like exactly, the, exactly. The, right, like the family name, the Beckham name, like has now more gravitas or something. If you if you watch that and you saw how important it is, whatever. Yeah. So uh, Nicola Peltz Beckham has been threatening to write and direct and star in her own movie. And finally, the trailer is out for Lola. Mm-hmm. I have to say it does not look... Bad. As shitty no. as you'd think. No, it right? looks fine. It looks fine. It looks fine. I think she's, I, I can't speak to her directorial skills, but she's not a bad actor by any means. You know, I like, do have a hard time seeing her face and not just seeing a wealthy woman. So for her to mm-hmm. be like, I am playing totally. a not wealthy woman, you're kind of like, you are a wealthy woman. Sorry. She has the face of a billionaire, you're right. Yes, <laughs> it's hard to see her. She has the face of someone who is unfazed by being in the same room as Victoria Beckham and David Beckham. <laughs> right. Like, it's just like, this is a face. It's it's very, this face has seen an iPhone, but it's mm-hmm. the, this face has driven a Ferrari a or something. This, <laughs> this face has this, seen a billion dollars. <laughs> this face has seen a bank balance higher than a million dollars. You know, like, yeah, exactly. and I'm not, exactly. that's a low, you know, and that's a low, that's a low threshold that you're, you'd say, For but her, I'd yeah. say. That's still a difference, you know? This is a wealthy a wealthy woman's face. So, so her husband is, is opening a restaurant. <laughs> no. I would look a little closer to the fine print on that one. <laughs> what? I mean, it's... Oh, be, oh, because it's Uber Eats? No, I knew that. But it still it still counts. It's it still counts. It's not really... Okay, it's one of those uh, ghost kitchens, I think, right? Saying Brooklyn Beckham is opening a restaurant is not accurate. I'm sorry. It's not accurate. He's opening a pop-up takeaway restaurant with Uber Eats next week that is exclusively (laughs) available to customers in London. Okay? So he's opening a limited-time Uber Eats-sponsored take-up, takeaway (laughs) pop-up. I think it still counts. No. You are... Now you're just fucking with me. You're trying... Now you're gaslighting me. This is not a real... It serves five... It serves five dishes total, this restaurant. Okay? Okay. Actually, I, I changed my mind. I changed my mind at, at, at saying that this isn't... Because what I didn't know, I knew it was Uber Eats. I knew it was one of those ghost kitchen sort of things. But what I didn't realize is that it's only open for two days. <laughs> okay, it's not a restaurant. It's open for two days. <laughs> it's only like, open... It's a restaurant. It's a restaurant. It's only it's open on... It's this Friday and this Saturday. So London hooligans, go order... Actually, don't. Actually, don't do it. Don't don't support this, actually. I, I, I'm... I'm retracting my statement before I even say it. It's two days between five and ten on Uber Eats and it's three dishes and then he can go back to doing whatever else he was doing. But the fact that he keeps getting brand deals blows my mind. We're making fun of him. We're laughing at all of these cooking ventures that we call failures, that we call flops, and yet the brands are still seeing some sort of return on investment with him. They must be. Otherwise, they wouldn't be giving him money hand over fist all the time. He keeps doing this stuff. You know, like, he's laughing all the way to the bank. I, do, I don't disagree that these are. this is exactly what he should be doing. But it is so funny to go from being like, I want to be a chef to just back to this. Like, this is just what it all comes down to, you know? Yes. But what's crazy is, like, he's done a good job branding himself as a, 
as a food guy that he's getting mm-hmm. all these opportunities to do food stuff. Like it is crazy to me that if you knew anything about Brooklyn Beckham's food career, you'd want to eat any of his food because I think the whole <laughs> if you if you paid attention, you're like he's not a good cook. But then somehow yeah. Uber Eats is like, let's do a pop up where people want to eat food that is uh, inspired by your global upbringing. <laughs> yeah. Not his global upbringing. Okay. Like so, you look at Nara's food content and you're like, I want to eat that. I want to eat your PB&J. I want to eat your like steak. I want to eat your roasted potatoes. You look at anything Brooklyn Becca makes and you're like, keep me away from that. I'm more interested in what's happening with Romeo Beckham. <laughs> the way I kind of lost my mind when he I saw this. He is the one to watch. He and is you've been the one this. to watch. I've been saying, been saying Romeo this. Beckham is the one to watch. And I think he is. Because when you watch Romeo Beckham, you will never be disappointed. He recently moved into an apartment in London in an undisclosed neighborhood uh, with his girlfriend, Mia Reagan. And he posed in this empty apartment. It's sort of like, oh, here's my new digs, right? But what the Daily Mail... I think rightfully pointed out is the wall behind him the solid white wall is covered in what they call plugs one two three four five six seven eight nine ten outlets are on the wall behind him and their headline is inside romeo beckham and mia reagan's new home star offspring 21 moves into epic flat with neon signs a frame lionel messy shirt herringbone floors and a bizarre number of plugs all capped plugs they circled all the plugs in red circles because as i said there are 10 of them i want to read this sentence the fitted kitchen complete with white tiles could be seen in the snap (laughs) but what was most noticeable was the large number of black plug sockets which also adorned the wall behind romeo well this is giving the drew barrymore's too small tv thing shout out to beck shaw who who really was the one who discovered the uh small tv situation that Mm. drew barrymore was working with Your complaint, though, that is valid is that the Daily Mail called them plugs in all caps. And as um, grumpy old woman commented on (laughs) Daily Mail, they are sockets, not plugs. I future bobbied this, but uh, uh, sort of languidly. I didn't I didn't really care, but it is sort of interesting. I was like, yeah, future Bobby. Dua Lipa is now dating Callum Turner, who we just spoke about. They were spotted smooching at the premiere of that new show with Austin Butler. What is funny is because we just included him in our rundown of like white British guys that people are learning about. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm going to pick one out of the lineup, you know. <laughs> she I, chose really. Callum. She and chose the other Callum. thing about Callum that we maybe mentioned or didn't. Oh, we, we didn't. I think we did. We didn't mention the Vanessa Kirby stuff. Well, he's the one who was dating Vanessa Kirby when Tom Cruise's people put out there that they were dating because of Mission mm-hmm. Impossible. And she spoke out and said... We are absolutely not dating because I'm dating someone else and have been for a while. And it was Callum Turner. She spoke out and said L-M-A-O. L-M-A-O. And they're so into each other. They went to make out in the number one celebrity making out spot for paparazzi to take photos of Sushi Park, which is Sushi if, Park. You, if you recognize this railing, you have a, you have a mental problem. And it is the <laughs> Sushi Park railing. Okay. Good for them. <laughs> it's kind of um, boring. Like, where's the album? Like, like, she, I guess he's more interesting than the last boyfriend, but you know. Olivia Jade and Jacob Elordi split up. Then they got back together again. Are they still dating? They. Uh, this is this is all within the time for the time span of a week. On January, 17th, I thought it was interesting that this was in the lead up to his SNL hosting. Which, yes. by the way, I when I watched SNL, it gave me the he gave me the ick. It I didn't like me. it. I didn't he, like he he I, didn't work for me. He didn't work for me. And I, I he was not 
it gave me as the much ick as about I, him. As I much like as him. I loathe Saltburn, I like him in it. And me as much too, as I in this, love in SNL, Deepwater, I love him in it. He didn't have it. He didn't no. have it. He didn't. He lost uh, the Riz, as I guess they say. There was, yeah, he, his Riz was drained there really was from no him. Riz. Renee Rap ate up the Riz in the room. Or Ew. he was, he was too, or he was Ew. too sort of like, um, imfloppened by his on again off again status with Olivia J Gianulli, because Inf- they split on January seventeenth. They got back together on January eighteenth. They split again, right after the SNL hosting on January twenty first. Okay, 21st. but how do? You, okay, but like, and then they went to the SNL after party together. Together, together. Why do I think they're split again? I don't know. Where did you see the split again? Oh, okay, they're still weird. together. They're still together. Really? They were. I think the last thing was them being spotted at the Saturday Night Live after party. Okay. See, I thought they. I thought they were. I thought there was a new announcement that they split after the SNL after party. But it seems like they are still together, though. TBD. TBD. Olivia Jade seemingly shuts down Jacob Lordy breakup rumors while embracing the mob wife aesthetic. And then Elle had a piece two days ago. Why Jacob Lordy doesn't bring Olivia Jade Genuli to events? That's so mean. It is mean. <laughs> That's so mean. The Messenger is has an exclusive that's just about how even though they don't they don't go to events public events together they're still uh facetiming when he's away okay not the messenger not the messenger i know they have the exclusive on this god isn't the messenger like draining money and this is the content you're spending your valuable resources on they're paying the olivia lord they're they're paying the uh jake olivia j jacob alordi source all their capital Although maybe Olivia Jade Giannulli slash Jacob Alordi News actually brings in the uh, the readers. What do I know? I'm clicking. I'm clicking. I did click. You see I me? Did click. Watch me click. A great Vows column. I love in the New York this. Times. I found this, and I have to say, maybe I was in a state, and I think I was. I was traveling a lot, so I was very tired. I found this moving. I found this moving. You, when you said that to me, I kind of thought you were kidding. And then I read it, and I was like, wait, I may find this moving. Tell me you don't find this a little movie. And I, and I and I don't and I do think a lot of the, you know I'm not a woo woo person, Mm-mm. but I do think that it is moving when two woo woo people find each other via woo woo methodology. That's what I'm saying like I'm happy that these two people who whose brains are wired to be this way found each other mm-hmm. and I find it moving that Josh Radnor Josh Radnor, How I Met Your Mother guy, Josh Radnor, mm-hmm. you know, Ted from How I Met Your Mother, who will, unfortunately, despite launching a music career and doing other things other and movies. being... Oh, he did a horrible... In, what was that horrible movie he well, made? Well, he's done many horrible Ugh. movies, but but he was also um, the husband in uh, Fleischman. He was pretty good. Played her husband, mm-hmm. remember? Mm-hmm. He's like, what mm-hmm. are you doing? All the I time. only watched a couple episodes of that, but yeah. Uh-huh. But he's like launching music. He's like having a music career that people go see, but still people are like, Ted, you know, it's hard to escape yeah, yeah, a, yeah. a huge TV show like that, right? Mm-hmm. It was very big. He is kind of this bachelor vibe guy, right? Like he's like a, a perpetually single-y type guy, even though I think before he met her, he had a long relationship. Dates cool, dates cool women. He sort of he did because well, of he how dated, I met your mother. He, you he think he of dated him as sort Mika of like Kelly, a, of course, and he dated Marissa, Marissa Tomei. Tomei. Pretty sick. Briefly, though, like he, I'm sorry, he dated uh, Lindsay Price for a while. I think yeah. she's an actor. He also dated the youngest daughter from the nanny, Madeline Zima. Sure, um, sure. Which I find kind of funny. So he met this woman at a uh, sound meditation retreat. So there's yeah, an incredible sound meditation retreat. 
vows column that includes a write-up of their wedding. And it's not just a vows column where the reporter kind of just interviews them. The reporter went to the wedding, which I find mm-hmm. very like, we really like up the ante here. So she, so the reporter goes to the wedding and a photographer, they go to the mm-hmm. wedding and the wedding happens in a snowstorm. And that's kind of the story of the wedding. And they, everyone gets stuck there overnight, including, including the, reporter, the reporter. And it's so romantic. But the, but the thing is that this couple, their story is that Josh Radner and this, this random Psych, uh, psychiatrist a psychologist yeah. she's a doctor she's a doctor yeah. she they meet and she's just a random Brooklyn lady just a random Brooklyn woman mm-hmm. they meet upstate at this ayahuasca retreat clearly well they call it a sound they call it a sound meditation retreat they're doing mushrooms I don't think they're doing ayahuasca no, so they're, they're doing mushrooms upstate they both have a connection while doing the mushrooms because I guess they had had a conversation before like they <laughs> yeah. flirted and then they both did yeah. mushrooms and their their inner their inner unconscious tells them each to go talk to each other mm-hmm. there's a there's a way of writing this where you can sort of quietly add some subtext uh, a little cynicism a little snark it's not there and so just the fact that the writer seems to be kind of all in on this couple made me feel all in on this couple. And the you know? moments of a kind of underhanded quoting, I would say, exists. Dr. Jacobs of Television Buff, she said she'd never seen How I Met Your Mother, which thrilled Mr. Radner. Quote, fame robs you of an ability to make a first impression, he says. It's a very articulate way of saying it's hard to meet romantic partners when you're famous. Yeah. It's hard to uh, take off that baggage. Yeah. There's a snowstorm. It's so romantic. The guests get CBD tinctures in their little gift bags. I never thought I would care about Josh Radner's romantic life, but here I am caring. You know, life can surprise you. I got to say, life can surprise you. I mean, I was moved by he said something in his vows where he was like, I thought I was broken, but I just like hadn't met you yet. And I was like, wow. I like that you put this headline from 2014 in here because I truly did forget that he dated Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei wears grungy boyfriend pants for breakfast outing with How I Met Your Mother beau, Josh Radner. They didn't date for very long. I think they only dated for like a year. Let's move on to this secret relationship I'm absolutely obsessed with. Ben Wishaw, Paddington himself, is in a secret relationship with the star of Fleabag, which I have no connection to. He is the star of season three of Slow Horses. I love that you're calling him <gasps> Paddington when I've seen his butthole. You know, like, I love Ben Winshaw. And he is Paddington, and I have seen his butthole. Yeah, I've seen his butthole, Not too. Not Paddington's, but... His butthole ben. is visible in the movie Passages, the Iris Axe movie, which is fantastic if you haven't seen it. Anyway, he is now showing his butthole to Kadif Kirwan, who is, as I said, the star of season three of Slow Horses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's in Slow Horses? Yes. Oh, my God. You must love him. He's one of the new spies because they have to like the Slough House is, you know, kind of a revolving door. And you got your, you know, you got your Jack Loud and you've got your normal people. Um, but now he's one of the new spies in the Slough House. And Damn. his whole thing is he's a really big guy and he's sort of working with the like small woman. And so... They have a subplot where they have to sort of like do a mission together. And he's like huge and she's really tiny. And so Gary Oldman calls them big and little, which I found very funny. So I was like, oh, and he's so great. He's so charming. Turns out he's openly gay on his personal life. His personal life only says one thing. Kerwan is openly gay. And he's dating Ben Wishaw secretly, but not so secretly anymore because the son exclusive is exclusive, strong bond. James Bond aunt actor Ben Wishaw, he was Q, in secret relationship with Fleabag star after meeting on BBC drama set. Wow. I love this. 
Alan Hamill, a.k.a. Suzanne Summers' uh, husband, she unfortunately widower. died last year. Oh, sorry, widower, is uh, soft launching her ghost. This is huge. <laughs> I mean, if I can find Josh Radner's vows moving, I can find this moving. This is a little moving. He's being haunted by Suzanne Summers in their house. No, I think it's so great. Did you see what the haunting was? He was very specific. A hummingbird went into their house. And he was a like, hummingbird this is Suzanne. flew into the house and made the rounds and then landed on a picture of them. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then the and fireplace started by itself, which well, kind of right. seems like it might be a gas leak. So uh, <laughs> I'm a little worried about his house. Okay, listen. <laughs> then some music came on by Suzanne's favorite composer. And no one's ever heard of that guy, he said. He said to page six exclusively, quote, I'm a believer now that there is an afterlife. I'm convinced of it. I think there's something we don't understand. I think there's a plane somewhere after we discard our bodies. We still have a soul. I think our soul is energy. I mean, that if soul you remember when somewhere. Suzanne was alive, these two were obsessed with each other. And I think it's very, I mean, he really misses her. Like, but when they were alive, half of their tabloid were like, we fuck, like we how fuck, much we they fuck, were we boning. Fuck, we fuck, right. we fuck, we fuck, we fuck, we fuck, we fuck, Right, and so it's like Always. very sweet. You know, it's sweet. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I find yeah. this sweet. And I also do believe that Suzanne Summers is a ghost and she's haunting. Yes. I do believe, I also do believe that like, uh, it's one thing to mourn and it's one thing to be horny, but horny mourning is, uh, I think it, it's going to cause all sorts of other effects, you know, and now we're what? seeing them happen. Horny mourning? Horny Extremely morning? horny mourning. Yeah. They were fucking left uh, and right. All the I time. know. Okay. But horny mourning is a little, you're, it's giving, it's giving romance novel. It's giving know, Kesha fucking morning. a ghost. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. Okay. God. This I was like, I don't think I've ever seen this before. I saw this headline on People. Jeannie Mai asks judge not to enforce prenup with ex Jeezy, citing, quote, concerns she didn't have time to review it. So now this is, again, just a factor of both People and TMZ just, like, trolling the um, public, what do you call it, the public records office, just trying to get information about, like, recent filings from celebrities. And they saw that she... Claimed that she wasn't given adequate time to review the documents for their prenup before signing. Quote, she claims the rapper, born J. Wayne Jenkins, began negotiations for their prenuptial agreement only five days before their 2021 wedding. My, 45, says the abbreviated negotiation window has raised significant concerns about the adequacy and thoroughness of the due diligence process and each party's full and fair disclosure of their financial positions, according to the documents. To me, this is just like, she wants... She wants to make sure she gets more money out of this guy. Like, that's not a cynical read, right? That's what this means. Mm-hmm. Isn't it what it means? Yeah, um, clearly. But the, but the other thing in here that but I found clearly they, of, It seems like they had a really strong prenup, and that's what yes. she's trying to break through. Exactly. It's just weird, because I feel like, does he really have that much more money than her? I don't know. Or maybe does she... Who's who's trying to protect whose money? Okay, who's that's a good question. I didn't even... I assumed, maybe wrongfully, that he had more money, but maybe she has more money. And she just doesn't want to give it up. Either way... This is still being like um, litigated right now or whatever. But I thought this line too was pretty fascinating because it was details of how their prenup specifically worked. And I've never seen uh, like a clause like this before. And it says in documents obtained by people, the section stated that quote, either party that engages in sexual relations, an emotional relationship, or is an emotional or is emotionally or sexually suggestive in communication with a third party via all form forms of electronic communication, including but not limited to texting, sexting, FaceTiming, 
social media, and or direct messages shall, res shall result in a significant financial penalty upon the adulterous party as specified Ooh. in said prenuptial Ooh. agreement. So it's Ooh. like you can't even DM someone else. Wait, that's crazy because you could basically like, if you're a famous person, you have people communicating with you all the time, mm -hmm. people that you don't know. So you could yes. easily twist that to be like, oh, that's cheating. The language says it has to be emotionally or sexually suggestive, not even sexually suggestive. So that could mean anything. It could mean anything. You could emotionally suggestive could mean anything. And so, if you'll remember, this was the original complaint after they divorced. She implied that he was cheating, and then he released a statement via some channel. I think it was a podcast. She was like, "Jeezy said, I wasn't cheating. That's not true." So originally it became cheating, and now it seems like I'm assuming. I think it makes sense to assume this. It seems like this particular argument didn't work that he violated the prenup because of cheating. It seems like that didn't work. So she's trying this argument instead, which is that she wasn't given enough time to review the prenup before she signed it. I can't tell who is trying to protect what here. No. I mean, they're both, no. she's trying to, either she's trying to get money or protect her own, and I can't tell which one is what I mm -hmm. guess my point. But either way, she's trying to nullify a prenup Ooh, by getting involved in this DM thing. Because she did accuse him of cheating, and he kind of said, I never cheated. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? It's been a little while since we've checked in on our girl Rita. We did talk about this briefly in the Patreon that came out that uh, we found out via some source uh, that, or the team behind Padam Padam. It was Padam, the team, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kylie Minogue hit that it was nearly given to Rita Ora. And we mm -hmm. said on the Patreon, this would not have worked. It would not have <laughs> this worked. This would not have worked as well. Or even if it would have been a good song, I don't know that it would have uh, had the impact. Um, she also participated in the mob wife aesthetic, as you put here. <laughs> That's not a thing. It's just so strange that it's everywhere. I've been seeing it on Instagram, too. It's like, oh, the mob wife aesthetic has never died or whatever. Like, it's very, very weird. But it's just she, she wore a big fur coat. in a white turtleneck jumper and gray coat while her youthful mother, Vera, so nice that they call her mother youthful, displays her age-defying beauty at Dior Menswear Paris Fashion Week show. Uh, she hung out with Kate Moss and her daughter. She's obsessed with Kate Moss. Um, mm -hmm. Kate Moss turned 50. She celebrated with Rita. They're like truly good friends. And look at the time. It's time for us to go. We've been recording for so long. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm sorry. A lot to cut today. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Thank you to Katie and Eric for the Who's for providing our Rita Ora theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant for researching and editorializing. A lot of editorializing this week. Love it. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes of Discord server, commentary tracks, and more. You can also get the audio only. Audio only on Apple Podcasts by hitting subscribe. Buy tickets to our live show on Thursday, 9 a.m. local time for London dates and a Dublin date in early March. And wow. we will see you on Thursday. Wow. Call in at 619 who then leave questions, comments, and concerns. We cannot wait to hear your calls. There are already a few good ones. Can't wait to record that episode. Bye. Bye. You will, Jayla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they want to know. Hey.